The horses are at the gate. Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right. Well, welcome back to another edition. So happy that you're listening. I know some might be listening live right now with an eye towards the television, seeing just how well your NCAA brackets are going to be. But hey, that's another sport for another time. We're talking thoroughbred racing here, and we brought in two very sharp guys in the game that can talk about all aspects of it. And I hope so, because I'm going to pepper them with a lot of questions. First out of the gate from the Lone Star State, Gary West, a man whose words flow from his keyboard like the piano keys of Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh, his writing is just magnificent. So anyhow read his stuff Gary West he's going to be with us you know he he's he's out there and he's going to give us some information on the Texas racing program and hopefully some insight into a family you're very familiar with and that would be the family of Steve S. Mewson and his uh, storied bloodlines in Texas we're going to go from Texas to New York City Eric Wing is going to join us the communications director for horse tourney Com. A good reason many of you are listening to this race show is to get a leg up on the horses that are going to be going this weekend. So pull down your easy wind forms and check them out because Eric's going to tell us about some really valuable contests that you can get in this week. Ironically, probably the biggest one is going to be emanating from Texas. So that's a look at the outline of the show for now. And before we go any further, I want to wish a happy St. Patrick's Day to all my listeners out there. Remember, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, very special for me. Normally, I wouldn't be on the air right now, but being St. Patrick's Day, uh, for between 35 and 40, I haven't done the math and probably don't remember a few years, I was the house photographer at a place called Flanagan's Pub in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, became really good friends with uh, Pat Flanagan, and you can figure out why uh, you spend enough time together, you become friends. But Pat was just an, a great guy. Uh, when we first met, he was all part of the party and everything like that, and the, the party caught up to him, and uh, Pat said, hey guys, I'm going to call time out and went into rehab, and uh, believe me, it, it wasn't like he was just having a couple martinis. I mean, we'd close the bar, get 10 cases of beer, and go to somebody's house, and that kind of stuff. He cleaned up his act and while he did the bar went way downhill because he was the manager as soon as he comes back all the regulars came back pat uh, goes over adopts two vietnamese children uh he uh, just a great guy sad to say uh he uh, passed the cancer but uh what what a way to go his wake was held at flanagan's pub and his casket stood there on four bar stools <laughs> I hope somebody will let me have my wake like that. So anyhow, a salute to Pat Flanagan, 
raise your glasses high. He was a good man. I hope you're having a great St. Patrick's Day and hope we give you some winners. And I'm sure our guests will help us on the way to do that. Now, probably one of the best stories coming up into Derby time is, do we have another winning colors lurking around the corner? Well, secret oath, the Philly is in the right hands. None other than Hall of Famer D. Wayne Lucas. She was so impressive in the honeybee. He says, look, she's already got her ticket to the Kentucky Oaks. What do you say? How does she match up against the boys in the Arkansas Derby? Well, all I can say is if anybody was watching her this morning, boom. She was like a banshee when she was working. First eighth of a mile in 12, quarter of a mile in 23 and 4, three furlongs in 36, galloped out six furlongs in 112, the fastest of 34 workers who were registered at five furlongs. So this is going to be fun. But to see how she handles the boys in the Arkansas Derby and to see if uh, D. Wayne is, is going to move on with her, it's going to be just a fantastic story. Now, uh, in the days ahead, not this weekend, but you're going to start turning your eyes and hearing a lot of news about the races over in Dubai. Uh, life is good, and Colonel Liam uh, have arrived, and uh, Todd Pletcher or his people have uh, put out videos of them rolling in their stall and everything like that. So uh, life is good. Winner of the Pegasus Cup uh, is going to be the headliner in the 12 million dollar Dubai World Cup and then Colonel Liam runs in the 5 million dollar Dubai turf after taking the Pegasus World Turf so I'm sure all the people in Gulfstream Park are going to be rooting those two uh, the Dubai World Cup uh, is run at about a mile and a quarter while that turf is run at about a mile and an eighth well life is good is not going to be alone in the starting gate uh, there's another little horse over there by the name of Hot Rod Charlie. So uh, they're thinking right now those two will be the top in the field of 11 in the Dubai World Cup. So this is going to be pretty cool. Now, uh, Hot Rod Charlie, he didn't come on over with those other two. He's been there. Uh, he's he, He's been based there in, in Dubai. Well, he's been in Dubai for a week. Uh, but uh, before that, uh, he, he had uh, won one of the major prep races over there. So he's been there. He's acclimated. He's ready to go. It's going to be one hell of a race. Again, we'll tell you a lot more about that next week. Uh, let's take a look as time is always fleeting. I can get back to this. But um, last week's races uh, made for some good stories. I could tell you that. Our friend Bob Railbird Roberts from the Cleveland Plain Dealer joined us. And the winner expected to be in the Tampa Bay Derby. Derby points on the line, $400,000 to collect if you finish first. And it was, as expected, Classic Causeway, a son of Giants Causeway, trained by Brian Lynch, who now has a record of five starts, three victories, a second and a third. But 
last two wins, the Sam Davis at Tampa and now the Tampa Bay Derby. Just one with authority. Went to the front and kind of toyed him. I read Ortiz shopping around for his Derby mount. Uh, second was Grantham, who was overlooked at 37-1 after running fourth in the Withers uh, up at Aqueduct. And in the third spot, horse I've been liking a lot, Ship Sational. Just got to get going a little bit earlier. So that was the Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, in the Florida Oaks, it was a horse that nobody picked, <laughs> either at the track, on-air handicappers, or us. Dolce Zell. I think you've seen this blueprint before, folks. A horse coming in from France, lightly raced, very well-bred, goes into the barn of Chad Brown, puts up by Red Ortiz, and wins the turf Florida Oaks. And the second spot was uh, probably the slight favorite, Spicer, and that was his brother Jose Ortiz, and it was a great race. So the Chad Brown uh, stable mates ran one, two, and a head bob in the Florida Oaks. Can't wait to see where they're going to show up down the road. And then also at Tampa Bay down, a, a, a race that was wide open, as we said, and the winner, or it's not like a little bit folks, I did have the exact was uh, Scalding a Shug McGahee trainee uh, making his first uh, start in a stakes race, so lightly raced, uh, but very impressive uh, Scalding, Shug McGahee but I'll tell you what uh, only by a neck over Cody's Wish a Bill Mott trainee and his horses have been running really good coming in making their first start. Cody's Wish looked good, only missed the race by a neck. And in the third spot was Dynamic One. All right. No. No, third was Greatest Honor, excuse me, here. That was the comeback race. Uh, Greatest Honor was the horse that uh, won both the Fountain of Youth and the Holy Bull last year. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how he rounds into form. A son of Tappet ought to be all right. And then we went out to Oaklawn Park. This uh, We talked about it being just a fantastic race, and it was. Uh, it was hard to separate. But the winner, uh, a horse that uh, won the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint at the end of the year, none other than CC. Now, we questioned the distance. CC's been running in uh, mostly seven furlongs, seven and a half, seven and a half furlongs, and uh, stretched out to a mile and a sixteenth in the Azari, $350,000. But she fought back late in the lane. Uh, the only other Oaklawn Park win that she had was back in 2020 when she won the prestigious Apple Blossom. In the second spot was Pauline's Pearl, as I said, kind of would be the stalker, and uh, as predicted, she shares the devil, went out and set all the uh, early speed there, and uh, you know, a good race for its return in uh, 2022. Brad Cox trainee, and this is a horse who won this race last year so she's working on two and a half million dollars in purses keep an eye out she needs
needed that tightener. She shares the devil. We'll be back in the winner's circle, no doubt about it. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break here on Winnie Ponies. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be with Gary West, deep in the heart of Texas. I'm John Engelhart, and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice. America Variety Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling well, from it. Pleasure. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep seeing this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. 
All right, and with me now, a gentleman I always love having on the show. doesn't really matter what time of the year it is. Uh, Gary West, just an outstanding writer. Uh, of course, he should be. He used to be a college professor. His father was a jockey, lived a storied life. Uh, so obviously, he's, he's traveled the highways and the byways from New Orleans out to the Lone Star State. I'll leave it right there. Gary West, great to have you back on the show. Oh, John, it's always my pleasure. I, I, I enjoy chatting with you anytime. Well, um, I, I was so. Yeah, I have to admit, since uh, they stopped printing the American Racehorse, because I used to have a subscription, I got to kind of familiar with what was going on out in Texas. Uh, Dennis Blake did a good job, I thought, in you know co- covering the, the Texas program. But you know, so obviously. Uh, haven't heard too much about it lately until all of a sudden uh, your story caught my eye the other day and it's like wow I guess they are on a rebound I I haven't heard much Uh, you were describing kind of a uh, I'll say up and coming farm they have already been established but perhaps they're moving into a new phase Uh, they're bringing in Mr. Speaker from Lexington Kentucky Uh, but what the story really told me is things are moving in the right direction in Texas am I correct? How about that? Yes, it's been a long time coming, and uh, it's it's refreshing to see. What happened was in um, 2019, the legislature created something called the Horse Industry Equity Account uh, to promote horse racing, and it's funded by the sport. Basically, it's uh, tax money uh, from the sport that's not going into the general fund, but into this horse racing or horse industry equity account to uh, to supplement purses and to encourage breeders and and I'm, I'm working with them and and as many ways as I can to uh, recruit new owners and to tell the story of horse racing you and I know what a beautiful wonderful sport it is and to uh, encourage people to be involved at whatever level they that they want to be involved and whether it's breeding or ownership or just betting on horses and uh, so far, it's been very successful. By the way, it's it's uh, the the spearhead, the, the point guard in this effort is is Corey Johnson, and of course, he's doing a great job uh, getting people involved. He's had uh, seminars down in Houston, and there'll be one up here uh, in in, uh, in Grand Prairie at Lone Star Park. But the story I wrote that that's it receives wide circulation was about a uh, a new farm that's come to. Texas and a new stallion, uh, all because of the funding from the horse industry account. And what has resulted is uh, the purses in Texas have doubled in just three years. Uh, since wow. 2019, they've doubled right, and and they're going to go up again this year. So, you know, we, we were in a very, very precarious situation there for a while because horse racing in Texas was um, competing against casinos in every neighboring state, and it was not competing very effectively. And of course, in, in Texas, we have no account wagering. Uh, it's it's actually illegal in Texas to bet online, which is kind of ludicrous because you can go to a Super Bowl party and and everybody 
betting on their computers. Uh, it's it's absurd, but that's the law, and it may not be enforced. But the racetracks, of course, have to abide by that law. So there's there's no account wagering, there's no off-track betting, nothing of that kind, and and so there's nothing to supplement the purses and enable Texas racing to compete with these neighboring states. So at least the legislature uh, gave us uh, a little room here to uh, to perhaps move forward. And and I, I think the horsemen in Texas have responded. Uh, as I said, purses have more than doubled in just three years, and they're still going up. And we see the uh, Collinsworths build uh, this beautiful farm uh, just southwest uh, of Fort Worth called Forks of the Paluxy because it's where the, the two forks of the Paluxy meet and form the Paluxy River, which unites with the Brazos uh, about 25, 29 miles uh, down road. So uh, downstream, I should say. And and it's a, a beautiful, beautiful place. And because of the the progress in Texas, the Collinsworths brought Mr. Speaker here. And as you know, Mr. Speaker is a grade one winner. And not only a grade one winner, but he has sired a grade one winner uh, with a speech. And so uh, I think it's fair to say he's the most accomplished stallion in Texas and maybe the most accomplished stallion ever to stand in Texas. Well, like I said, I think I told you, man, I, I, I always was rooting for uh, – uh, uh, was it you got bling or got bling? Because they had a whole bunch from that oh, family. Yeah, yeah well, too, much, too bling. much bling. Yeah, I was familiar with and, him. I watched know, him run as a two-year-old in Ohio. He was sensational, wasn't he? He 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 won the what was it the um, uh, the Amsterdam maybe by by ten or ten lengths I think it was, and uh, he was. A marvelous racehorse, and he's been the top stallion in Texas for a long time. In fact, right now I have a uh, a, a two-year-old filly by Too Much Bling, who's uh, just down the road at the Highlander Training Center, and she'll be, I hope, knock on wood, uh, racing at Lone Star um, in in April, or rather in May. So that's um, great, yeah, uh, Gary. Are, are you in a partnership? Is it your horse? Did you breed it? I, I, just you know, in well, a few seconds, tell me. Well, in, in this particular case, I bred her, um, and I, I, I have or had a, uh, a mare up at Valor Farm and got some foals from her. And uh, so I've had a few horses, and I've been in a few partnerships with folks. But this one I have all, all by myself for the moment. Uh, if you're interested in 10%, hang on after the show. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, um, I, I have her all by myself, but I, I do have some partnerships uh, and some other horses that are racing here in Texas. And yeah, so, so I can put it on a horses to watch list. Does she have a name now? Yes, I, I, she's she's gray, and I named her Governor Ann. Uh, as you know, Ann Richards uh, was our governor some time ago, and and Ann Richards was uh, well, she had very gray hair, um, so so she's kind <laughs> of um, uh, appropriately named. I would like to think. Well, Gary, when I knew I was going to talk to you, uh, you, you as far as I know, you, you're the main guy down there in Texas. And I think that they got the right guy if they're using you to uh, back their publicity, just like Jenny Reese does the HBPA in Kentucky. But when I think of Texas racing, I go back and we just uh, mentioned too much bling. And um, I, I, 
Asmussen Farm, the Asmussen Horse Center. I mean, the history behind that thing, Gary, must be amazing. Now, one person I knew way before Steve Asmussen was his brother. Uh, right, cash. right. And he was and, just an outstanding jockey. And I think the weight got to him. It was about almost about the same time as Steve Cawthon. And he decided, well, I'm going to go on over to Europe where I can ride at 132 pounds and not kill myself. And turned out to right. be, I believe, the leading uh, jockey in France on, on several occasions. And he's a boy from Texas. Yes, he is. It's it's a, 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 an extraordinary family and an extraordinary story. Uh, Cash won the Eclipse Award as the uh, nation's outstanding apprentice, and as you point out, he was a little bigger than, than most riders. And he decided, rather than fight the weight, he would go to France where he could uh, ride a little heavier. And he was the leading jockey in France several times. He won, I think, the French Derby um, four times. He, of course, won the Arc de Triomphe on Swab Dancer. And by the way, Swab Dancer came from the Asmussen Ranch in Laredo, Texas. Really? He went from Laredo, yes, he went from Laredo to France, uh, and he won the Arc de Triomphe. Um, and Cash was uh, just, well, he, he was um, the the Bill Shoemaker of, of uh, France for many years. And um, Steve Asmussen uh, will tell the story um, about when he first realized what he was capable of and what, um, what, what, what the future might hold. You know, he first realized his possibilities, uh, the great things that might be out there on the horizon if he applied himself and if he worked hard. He realized all of that when he went to France to see his brother receive the, I think they call it the Golden Whip, which is the the highest honor a jockey can receive. Wow. He went there to see Cash, get this award, and Cash gave a speech, an acceptance speech, in fluent French. And and Steve, of course, <laughs> is sitting there thinking, man, we're from Laredo, Texas, and this guy <laughs> is here in Paris speaking fluent French and receiving the highest honor a jockey can receive, surely, yes, anything is possible. We can accomplish great things. That's a long way from Laredo. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And Cash is is a great horseman, just, just like his brother. Uh, it's it's a, a, an extraordinary family, as, as you know. Their father, uh, Keith, was a trainer, and his father was a trainer, but Keith, um, many years, many Many years ago, rode first call for a guy named D. Wayne Lucas when Lucas was in the quarter horse business. Yes, and um, it, yes, it, it goes way back. And uh, right now, of course, they have the Laredo Training Center down there. And where else can you can you send a young horse to learn his lessons and learn how to be a racehorse and get a better group of tutors than an Eclipse Award-winning jockey, Cash Asmussen? And, and a, a, a trainer who has been doing this for for decades and sending out champion after champion um, from from that place down there in Laredo. People don't realize uh, how many great horses, how many outstanding horses have come out of Laredo over the years. 
I know. I'm looking at the list right now just from them. <laughs> Excuse me, Jackie's Warrior. I think a few people have heard of that horse. But, but let's there not forget go. that you know, Basin, who, who won the Hopeful Stakes, uh, Echo Town, who Steve ended up training. Uh, he just, just said he was one of the most solid, fastest horses he ever trained. You got Finite, winner of the Golden Rod. I mean, and these horses came out of Laredo. And I got a quick question for you. This is just me as a guy that has also uh, bred horses is now when I think of Laredo, Texas, I don't think of the lush green grass of Lexington, Kentucky. What's the climate and, and how do horses, uh, you know, get their nutrition and things like that? Are, are there fertile grassy areas or were they intently uh, planned and plotted around a creek or something? Is it, Can you possibly explain that to me? Because I just don't think of Laredo, Texas in, in the right. same words right. as Lexington, Kentucky. Well, in these days, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, fertilizer and high-tech um, farming, I, I think the uh, problems in, in uh, producing nutritious um, uh, grass is, is not as, as it once was. But beyond that, they usually go to Laredo uh, when they're yearlings as opposed to being raised down there. And okay. the, the Asmussen received them at the farm as yearlings. And I don't know how many go through there in a year, but it's many, many. And they go to trainers all over the country, not just Steve. But Steve will get a lot of them, of course. Um, I've, I've been down there and watched the, the routine, and it is, as, as you would expect, truly extraordinary. They will come out in a set of maybe 10 uh, or more, and and the, you know these these two-year-olds are about to become two-year-olds. Will gallop in single file, then they'll line up across the track. They will gallop behind, in front, inside, outside. By the time they leave Laredo, they are well schooled, and and of course the Asmussens have a very good line on who the runners are and where each one of these horses might find success at what level so it's it's an operation like none other that i've ever seen frankly um that they have the ability down there and the the resources to send those young horses out in large groups and 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 educate them in a way that i think prepares them for the races uh, far better than, than than most uh most of us can now, Gary West, what what is a, a Cash Asmussen's role in, in the Asmussen Horse Center? Well, you know, I haven't been down there in a few years, so I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know at right now. But uh, I, I think he participates in the schooling and training and education of the young horses down there. And he was um, working in uh, as a bloodstock agent in some circles as well, you know, buying and, and selling horses. But uh, the last I heard, he was in Laredo and he was um, working. On, with the family, uh, the family horses there on the ranch. You know, from everything you've told me, Gary West, and all the years I've admired your writing, I smell a book on the Asmussen somewhere on your keyboard. Has the thought crossed your mind? 
the thought has crossed my mind, yes. But the, the problem is Steve keeps winning races, you know, by the time I got the thing <laughs> You need to put supplements was, then. <laughs> that's right. I'd have to add a supplement every every a couple of months or so. Um, you know, he, w- w- what's he up to now, 9,600 or 9,500? I don't know. But um, uh, he's he, he is um, – I, I, I met Steve when he was a youngster, and I, I wasn't uh, – much older myself, and um, uh, I, I was very, very impressed with him. His attention to detail, his horsemanship, and of course, I knew the family he came from. And um, a couple of young guys asked me, you know, what, what, what do I think about this guy? And I, I said, he's going to be a great, great trainer. And uh, uh, the, the people who asked that were named Ackerman, and they had a horse named Valid Expectations, who became Steve's first uh, graded stakes winner. Uh, yeah. I think it was the year uh, 1990, I'm going to say 1996, uh, he won the Derby trial. And he was Steve's first big horse. And uh, that got him rolling. Oh, Gary West, this is, it, it's a great story. And, and to think that it emanates from, you know, Laredo, Texas. And it just, uh, as you know, I was involved uh, for many years uh, w- with the Ohio Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners. And it, it, the one thing we're all trying to do is bring new people into the game. But all I can say is that it's not, it sounds like the AS Musins kind of got a road to success. And from what I read in your article early this week, um, there's uh, there's gold in them that are racetracks now, and it, there's you got a lot more reasons to want to buy and breed a horse uh, that was raised in Texas. Millions of reasons to be to be precise. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it pays now to uh, to have a Texas bred and to race in Texas. And uh, I should point out though that you know the Asmussens down in Laredo were producing many horses and terrific horses before there was even racing in Texas. Or I should say uh, um, formal legalized racing um, because you know there's always been racing at bush tracks, etc. But uh, uh, you know that they were producing horses like. Olympio, I'm sure you remember him. Terrific sure. horse uh, that the Winchells had um, came out of Laredo and well, all, all their horses. Uh, so it, it, it goes back many years, and I think the attraction initially was uh, that in Laredo, there's you, you can train all winter. You're not going to lose any any right. training day because of snow. So um, you can train all winter and and get those young horses ready at the end of the year. In you know December and and at the beginning of the year January, uh, you don't lose any time, and and that was the attraction for D. Wayne Lucas and and Keith Asmussen um, long long ago to uh, to settle in Laredo. Well, Gary West, thanks so much uh, for painting that picture, and uh, my uh, producer Jairi is telling me wrap it up, Johnny, which I don't want to do, but I have to. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. It was great to hear your voice again and make sure that i'm on any mailing list that you create that comes out of texas okay that's great john thank you so much uh anytime i enjoy it always uh what what a, what a marvelous guy folks check him out you know where to go the interweb will get where you ever want to go gary west well coming up next a very popular guest here on winning ponies none other than eric wing we'll be right back 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me now, uh, being able to take this call from the back room of Patty O'Brien's Pub in Brooklyn, New York, Eric Wang, how are you doing? Hope you're having a great day. I am, and I apologize in advance if the crowd noise is too raucous uh, in the background here at Patty's, but, you know, it is St. Patrick's Day, so um, I'm doing great, John. How are you? Really good, really good. Things have been going great. Uh, Enjoying it. I I don't have to work on St. Patrick's Day anymore. Uh, New owners took over Flanagan's Pub, so I lost my 38-year gig as the house photographer. Um, well, there are probably many patrons who are pleased that they won't be photographed uh, on on uh, a night like this. Oh, I got photos on so many people that will never be able to run for public office. It's fantastic. It's great. And I often remind them of it. But anyhow, I I digress. Uh, Eric Wing, a, a, as you know, he's uh, one of our more popular guests. And I tried getting him a little bit after the first of the year, but he was uh, uh, busy out there. Out, out in Vegas, someplace that he is uh, no stranger to by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, so so he's joined us right now. Now you, you, you're still making the trips out there to Vegas. I'll, I'll tell you what, for those of us that have never been there and stuff, and I know, I know for for many many years you were kind of like the, uh, the the host of the event. What's it like when you get in there? Is it are people solitary? Leave me alone. I'm concentrating, or is there uh, kind of a brotherhood of uh, guys that remember each other from other contests and maybe even share a little information what, what, what's the what's the vibe of the room eric because you've been there for over a decade well and 
and of course you're referring to the National Horse Players Championship. Um, and and yeah, I'm still the uh, I'm still the master of ceremonies out there. So that's why I was out there in January and and unavailable to be on your show on the Thursday night uh, uh, while we were doing all sorts of uh, welcome presentations out there. Uh, in terms of the crowd at the NHC, it's it's it's. Uh, it's in keeping with the, the, the vibe at all contests, which is very much a brotherhood. Um, and as fun as the online tourneys are at horse tourneys, um, there's nothing like an on-site contest because now I'm in New York, as you mentioned, and I play in various contests in the, in the eastern region, and I know I'm going to run into a bunch of different people who I saw at Penn National or at Monmouth or at Belmont, and if you play a contest a little farther afield, you're going to see people from other parts of the country, and and then in Las Vegas at the NHC, it's every the whole country comes together, so to speak, among contest players. So it is like one big convention, and it's very much a brotherhood. I mean, part of the fun. Look, there are only going to be so many winners out there, so part of the payoff, so to speak, is to see the people you're friendly with, the like-minded individuals who share the same passion that you have and while I don't think people are exactly comparing notes on the horses they're absolutely comparing notes on each other's lives and what's new and and you know uh, what what's going on over a, a beer or two before or after the day's proceedings so it's it's a lot of fun and the camaraderie is a big big part of, of all that goes on at the NHC yeah you know how I first got a vision of that, uh, I'm sure you remember about 10 years ago, the television show called Horse Players. And I thought it was kind of neat how they, you know, followed different groups. Uh, you know, some of the guys were, uh, you know, I won't call it a cartel, but a group from, you know, and so, so deep in the heart of the Big Apple, you know. And then you had guys that seemed more uh, esoteric in the way they approached it. And, that, and then you had a young up-and-coming guy by the name of Bat Matt Bernier, who has since made a pretty good name for himself. But it, that was kind of fun. I think if anybody saw that show, they got at least a toe in the water about what uh, a, a live contest is like. Yeah, you know, they did a really good job casting that because in miniature, that was a pretty good representation of the various personalities. You know, you have a, a younger guy like Matt who is a little quieter and and uh, not that he's not perfectly friendly, but he's you know, he's he's less the life of the party than say the Rotundos or uh, you know, the late, great John Conti, who's, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, but um, and, and then you've, you know, you've got big personalities smaller, quieter personalities, just like you would in any other, you know, cross-section of society. Um, and, and if when you go to play in the NHC after, you know, maybe after your first time when you're a little bit like deer in the headlights, but thereafter, you kind of gravitate to the people who kind of have the same sensibilities you do and... Um, there were there were very few disagreeable persons, I would say there, and by that I just mean you know like 
the, the stereotypical loud mouth or that type of thing. Um, I mean, there's there's <laughs> one makes, in every crowd. But that's great, the, that's by the, the way. Exception. <laughs> <laughs> what I love job? those guys. I, I think that that makes racing great. Uh, I'll share a quick story with you. Uh, I'm really good at digressing, by the way, if you haven't noticed. And uh, I, I was in the, the the race book at River Downs years ago. It was it was kind of late at night. We were there with some guys just having after work beers, and it was during that lull period, you know, five six mm-hmm. o'clock Eastern time, where not too much is going on. And so it was kind of quiet, and there was one guy down the middle of the race book that was betting some harness track in Timbuktu, and nothing else is going on. And he starts going, come on with the three, come on with the three, come on with the three. And all of a sudden, everybody in the race book was kind of like, yeah, come on with the three. They didn't have a bet on it. They didn't have any action, but every one of those guys was there. Uh, he, he, they're like, I know what it's like. That's your horse. Maybe this is the last race of the day. Maybe, maybe this is your getaway. Maybe this is your key to the tribe. And the number three hits the line. And these are people that none of them knew each other. And they all cheered for this guy. <laughs> and he graciously turned around and took a bow. I mean, to me, these are the things that make this game great. You know, people that had no interest, but every one of them said, I've been that guy before. And I'm going to cheer him on. It was it was super, and and I just think it's one of the wonderful things about our game that I pray never goes away. I mean, the online handicapping, I love the handiness of it, uh, but but there's nothing like getting your feet dirty and a and, and a cigar soaked, gum soaked, beer spilt bar someplace playing the horses with the other guys. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so much of horse racing, at least the whether you're on track or together in a simulcast parlor, so much of it is the, you know, the, the wealth of shared experiences that we can all relate to. And that's, that's part of the reason why at every NHC, even though everybody goes there with the designs on winning it all, but only one person can do it, but everybody really shows up to pay tribute for, to whoever the winner is. And, of course, this past year it was David Harrison, of Webster, New York, who hails from your neck of the woods out in New York State, out in western New York, out there by, I can't remember if Webster, you might know better than I if Webster's closer to Buffalo or Rochester, but... Um, I think it's in between, as a matter of fact. There you go. Uh, well, then I feel all the better for, for not being certain, but... Uh, a in geography. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, it, yeah in between buffalo wings and a garbage plate, I guess, out <laughs> for you Western New Yorkers. But um, yeah, I mean, we all dream of the you know having the dream day or the dream weekend, and for one person at the NHC, it, it truly materializes, and that's why everybody tries so hard to qualify either online at horse tourneys or on site at a qualifier around the country. It's it's just such a special experience and it's it's um, it's it's a magnification of the experience we're all familiar with. Whether, even if it's just your friend at River Downs rooting for his three horse and and when it, when it happens that that three horse hits the wire first, you're you're king of the world for however long. <laughs> 
but and, and the great thing was he wasn't a friend of mine nobody knew this guy he was sitting by himself and everybody joined in unison as yes we are the world we are the betters they all started holding hands and singing something no, anyway. um, now uh, I I uh, <clears throat> We could talk about this all day, but uh, I, I probably shouldn't. But we just got uh, off uh, the, the phone with uh, uh, Deep in the Heart in Texas, Gary West, a man I extremely uh, respect. Um, and you're having a big contest in his neck of the woods, uh, the Lone Star Million Betting Challenge. Can you just kind of synopsize the importance of this at this point in the year? Well, yeah, this weekend at Horse Tourneys, we're running our very first qualifier to it. Um, it's, a, it's a contest that takes place annually on Memorial Day. They have a big card at Lone Star, and they really have, a, I guess you would say, a Texas-sized tournament to match there. Um, it's not cheap to get in. It's $2,500 if you show up at Lone Star on May 30th and, and just want to buy in on, on game day, so to speak. But that's where horse tourneys comes in because uh, in addition to cash games and and other events we have qualifiers for things like the NHC or the Breeders Cup betting challenge and so the way it works is on uh, Saturday we we have a contest it's like a satellite tournament uh, for people who are familiar with poker by uh, satellites you pay $177 to play one of every 20 at that 177 buy-in gets a $2,500 entry to that contest plus $500 for travel so um, you know we don't all have 3000 or 2500 to to just throw at a tournament but for 177 bucks you can have a lot of fun on a saturday afternoon and if it works out for you and it's not like it has to be a miracle at a 1 1 per 20 ratio um, you might be able to go down to texas uh, play on the house, so to speak, um, and have a $2,500 bankroll to fire on the Lone Star Million Day. They're giving away eight NHC seats that day, uh, plus 15000 in cash. So it's, uh, it's, very, it's potentially very lucrative. And for a lot of people, the process starts at horse tourneys for that $177 buy-in. And that's how it works for all our qualifiers, whether it be NHC, BCBC or other events around the country. Well, Eric just put 10 pounds in a five pound pack, uh, but there's a good way to see what's in that sack by going to horsetourneys.com. They're all listed. And guess what, folks? They even have contests for guys like me uh, that uh, I've already spent all my money on my yacht. So now I got to watch my, uh, <laughs> my, my bank roll. And so I play some of the minor contests. But speaking of playing contests, a lot of them have very important races. And I think uh, this time of year, it's really great, the programs that Oaklawn Park has been putting on. Now, no Derby or Oaks preps this week, but 
two outstanding handicap races uh, one at the six furlongs distance one at a mile to 16th between the two of them uh, they're offering seven hundred thousand dollars not bad at all Eric and the, the first race is uh, I do believe this will be the first running of the Whitmore an aptly named race for a local hero that uh, I believe would be considered a crack sprinter but he absolutely loved Oaklawn Park but in handicapping this races uh, I'm, I'm finding that there's a lot of Whitmores in there there's horses that absolutely love it when they get there more in the uh, Essex which we'll get to but uh, anyhow in, in about a minute or so you want to break down who you like in the Whitmore yeah, and I was trying to think of what this race used to be called. I want to say it's the Count Fleet, but I wouldn't bet my life on that. But it's the Whitmore now, and, and deservedly so for all of his heroics. Um, you talked about the importance of horses for courses, and and I think the most likely winner in the race might be the outside horse, number nine, Hollis, the three to one uh, morning line favorite, who's three for five, three for five over the track. Actually, he's the second. Uh, choice in the morning line. The horse I'm going to be going with, though, is a horse making his first uh, uh, journey around the uh, Oaklawn Oval, and that's number seven, Tulane Trist, who looks a little light on buyers, but comes off a win at fairgrounds in which he absolutely looked like a beast, like one of those uh, never looked like anything but a winner at any point in the race. Uh, Very nice three for four at six furlongs, the only loss on those four coming in in his career debut. Um, Always well regarded, got bet uh, right from the outset. And at 9-2 to two or anything close to that, I want to pay to see if that horse is as good as I really think he is. So um, he, he's giving a few buyer points to Hollis, but I think Tulane Trist is the one with upside, and that's who I'm going to have my money on, though I'll box the two of them. Okay, I'm going to have my action on Bob's Edge. Uh, Larry uh, Jones trainee uh, who made his uh, 22 debut in the King Cotton 6 furlongs at Oaklawn and pulled away by two and a quarter. All right, I'm down to two minutes to post, and you've been there. Keep an eye on the clock. We're talking the Essex Handicap, and this is the race I'm talking about that is just loaded with horses that love Oaklawn, so don't even make that a part of your handicapping. Uh, The horse that has risen to the top for me and, duh, the master of the obvious, uh, Plainsman, the Brad Cox trainee that, that just put in a really crack effort in his 22 debut, the Razor back there. It, there are eight horses entered, and if there are no scratches, I would say there are eight possible winners in this race. It's that yes. tough. Warriors, um, ca- Charge uh, is, is a standout. Uh, you can never let away uh, Rated R Superstar. He's 8-1. to one. I, I won't go on with the field because now I'm down to a minute to post. So, uh, Eric Wang, take it away. Who you like? Uh, again, I'm going to say Warriors Charge, who you just mentioned, is the most likely winner. Could bounce off the big 101 buyer speed figure a little bit. Did the last time he ran a 101. I'm going to take a shot on the far outside, even though it's a two-turn race with Hanalei's Houdini, who is almost as fast as these, Is has the speed to be forward, uh, gets five pounds off, and was, despite stumbling at the start in his last, was a 
just a neck off a cord maker who's the best horse on the grounds as far as I'm concerned at Laurel right now. So at 10 to 1, give me Hanalize Houdini and I'll protect with Warriors Charge. I love it. Eric, I've got to go. I love having you on. Horse tourneys. Don't forget, folks, if we uh, uh, talk so fast or you want to see some contests we couldn't get to, go to horsetourneys.com. Eric Wang, love you, man. Thanks for joining us. Always my pleasure, John. Have a great night. All right. And I want to thank Gary West. And I just want to tell you, with all these races, you can see no big standout winners. Uh, So get on over there. Pull down our easy win forms. We've been killing them. Had a great winner at Oak Lawn this week. 50-cent pick four. That paid over $1,500. For everyone at Horse Tourneys and my producer, Jai Ree, I'm John Engelhart. We'll see you at the races. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you.